You wanted the best, well, they didn't fucking make it. So here's what you get. This is Culver's and Fire. Rock's not dead. It's hiding. And you found it. Well done. The time has come for the Cobra to rise up and reveal himself. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon. Last episode, I mentioned that Baco, my co-host, would be back, and that is untrue. I lied. Not intentionally, but the fact is I recorded the last ripe rock. (laughs) Smell that? It's fresh, right out the oven. Last ripe rock episode yesterday, and then New Music Tuesday hit, and there were a lot of new stuff that hit as well as some other tracks I'm going to share with you too that are new to both me and probably new to you too because they're from very um, not known bands and or some tracks, some deep cuts from albums a couple years ago. So, but before I get into everything, I wanted to do a public service announcement. Basically, this is for podcasts everywhere. And that has to do with production value. When I started this podcast about three or four months ago, it took me a while to, to get up and running. I had to learn everything, figure the shit out. I basically had to grow a second brain to finally do the first episode, which if you go back to it, uh, there's a couple on great bands with great names and great bands with silly names. Production is not exactly there. It's, it's a little rough. And I'm not saying that my production right now is perfect. But in comparison to a lot of podcasts out there, the production's a little lacking. So point being is I do not want to begrudge anybody that spends the time to get on the mic and share music and make a podcast to begin with because you're basically doing it for free in your spare time. Now, but I do want to say if you're going to put the effort into doing that, you might as well put out a quality product, at least marginal for the production value. But before I'll start with the positive, production value, pods and sods, great, great uh, podcast out there. Production, top notch. Same with Rock Strikes 10. And of course, the mothership, Decibel Geek. That doesn't come from just turning the on button and going. It comes from figuring out how to record and doing it properly. Now, there's a lot of resources out there. Podcasts are pretty much a happy family of people willing to share their tricks and links how to do it, links to go to YouTube and figure it out the right way. But the most important thing is buying a fucking mic that's decent, not using the microphone on your computer, not using some cheap-ass headset. There are many podcasts out there that sound like they're recording their podcast underwater, on the bottom of their pool, or the recording through a wall. The production on these are worse than kisses hotter than hell. It is awful. And here's why I'm telling you this. There are many episodes out there, different podcasts. I'm not going to call out anybody, 
But the material, I want to listen to. They've got a great theme. They've got a great guest, something like that. But I cannot take the production. I stop listening. And that's what others are doing too. So microphones are out there on Amazon from anywhere from $30 to $50. I've got a Blue Yeti. cost me $45. And as you can hear, it sounds pretty good. It's not distorted. Second thing, Skype calls. When you're having a guest on there, make sure they have a decent mic on their end and their connection is solid. There's no worse that, that, that you can't hear the Skype call. That's what it sounds like. When it stutters, you're basically interviewing Vince Neil on stage. Stop it. Hang up on them and tell them, get a fucking mic and call me back. How dare you call my, my podcast without proper equipment? That's it. Get a mic. Learn how to mix your show a bit and put out a quality product so people can listen to it. I almost forgot to mention this. The art of self-editing. Be it a guest, your co-host, and most importantly, yourself. Realize that not everything you say is gold. Now, I'm not saying that everything I say is gold either. Some of it's silver, some of it's bronze. But if you can't get up on the blocks, then delete it. For example, it makes for a more compelling interview. The Bruce Kulick interview we did is not the entire conversation. It's not an hour and a half long. That's how long we talked to him. We cut it down to an hour, and that included little musical interludes too. So pretty much that was down to 50 minutes. Why? You need to learn to self-edit. Yourself, your guest, your co-host. Cut out the bullshit. Stick to the great. There's no show on earth that's quality that just goes. The only exception to this rule is Michael Butler's spectacular rock and roll geek show. Now, he can pull it off. Why? Because he's done 600 plus podcasts. The man started doing podcasts the day they were invented. So he has perfected the art of being a crazy man in a room ranting about different subjects. The guy is an artist. He also has great production. Forgot to mention that. That should be on the list from earlier. Now, that's my transition to the first artist that I'm going to feature today, The Darkness. Michael Butler had a recent episode where he did a track by track by the band. And I got to tell you, The Darkness, not one of my favorite bands. But I was interested in listening to it, mostly because of his commentary I thought would be pretty damn funny. So the one track, and there are a couple great tracks on this album. My opinion about The Darkness is either they either strike gold or they just lob shit directly at your face. So his falsetto, I compare it to the same way of Miles Kennedy, where a lot of times there's great music. And with Miles Kennedy, the guy is either on or he is unlistenable. I am I am mixed. I don't hate him like others do, but just like Miles Kennedy, Justin Hawkins can just completely destroy what could be a great song. So the track I'm going to feature is Open Fire. Now, this is a bit different for a, a darkness song in the way that the verses are restrained, amazingly restrained for Justin Hawkins, and he does his falsetto on the on the verses, but it works. Crazy catchy. I've listened to this song a ton, and on Rock and Roll Geek Show, there was somebody that had the opinion, uh, not Michael Butler, but some caller or, or commenter on their um, Facebook page that said it sounded like a cult, and I completely agree. If the cult was fucking awesome, this song is killer. I can only, they say that the guitar tone 
And the fact, I think, that they say fire in the chorus makes it sound like a cult. No, cult, I think the band cult is called the cult because there's a cult of people telling me that it's good. And I think there's part of the same cult that keeps telling me that UFO is a great band led by, I believe, the cult leader is the one and only Eddie Trunk. There's a reason UFO is not popular. Their output for the majority is shit. Boring, not good. Wise up. The Cult and UFO are not good bands. Now, moving forward, this song has just about everything you want. And this and the title track of Last of Our Kind, I've listened to these dozens of times since they came out. I, I, I really love these songs. They're comparable to the Darkness classics. Now, Hotcakes did not like. If there's anybody out there on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Cobras and Fire, please let me know if there's any good tracks on Hotcakes. I could not stand that album, but maybe there's one or two that I missed that are gold like these two that I mentioned. Did not like the their second album either. First one, great album. So, also, Justin Hawkins is an extremely underrated guitarist. He kills on this album, just cuts off heads of other guitarists these days and throws them in the gutter. He has little elements of classic other guitarists he's, I think he's playing, uh, paying respect to, little snippets. And just pay attention to the guitar solo in both Open Fire and Last of Our Kind. So enough of my chatter. Here is Open Fire off the new Darkness album that just came out this week, Last of Our Kind.
All right, next up is The Stone Gods, and I'm going to feature the track, You Brought a Knife to a Gunfight. Now, I'd never heard of The Stone Gods before, and they showed up randomly on a Spotify radio playlist, like most of the music I feature on the show. Well, their album, Silver Spoons and Broken Bones, actually came out all the way back in 2008. And these guys have a lot in common with the darkness. They're from the UK, and they are the darkness, less Justin Hawkins on vocals. So I didn't even know that for the first couple months I was listening to this album. Now, this album came out when the darkness had split up. They were no more. And it's prior to Hot Cakes, which I was not a fan of. But it's a solid album. I mean, it's got 13 tracks. I'd say the majority of it is great. I would check out Oh, Where My Bureau. I would check out uh, Don't Drink the Water. Those are two other great primers, gateway drugs. Anyway, Stone Gods, solid album. And I hope, probably won't happen, but it would be great to see another album from this lineup in between Darkness albums. So here is The Stone Gods with the track You Brought a Knife to a Gunfight off the album Silver Spoons and Broken Bones.
Next up is a band we featured in a previous episode called Great Bands with Silly Names, and that band's name is The Last Vegas. Now, we featured the song High Class Trash on that episode, and that was on their first album called Whatever Gets You Off. Now, their second album, Bad Decisions, was a little bit different in tone. The first one was kind of like Motley Crue, if you want to think about it that way, and this one was more Aerosmith. And that is related to the track I'm going to feature today. And that's called It Ain't Easy. It's a mid-tempo track, great vocals, kick-ass guitars, and one of the main highlights of that album. I give that album a 6 out of 10. The good songs are great, but there's a lot of what I consider filler. A little disappointing for the follow-up, but that's what usually happens with a sophomore album. But here is The Last Vegas with... It ain't easy. Calling from inside She's a calling from 
Next up is another band we featured in a previous episode. The episode Black is the New Black. And this band's name is Black Water Rising. Now, the reason I'm featuring this, it came out in 2008, 2009, I believe, just like the Stone Gods many years ago. But the reason I'm featuring it is I think it's new to about 99% of ear holes out there. So, new to you. That's that's how I'm considering it. Lost music a bit. So, Blackwater Rising, didn't know too much about them. And the only song I knew was this one. It's called Brother Go On. It was sent to me by a friend of mine. And the message simply said, Rock is dead, but it lives on MySpace. (laughs) So now MySpace is dead, and Rock still is essentially dead, but now Rock lives on podcasts such as this and also on Spotify. So the places where you can find it, you know, they've changed, but Rock as a whole still hides. Overall, Blackwater Rising has put out two solid albums, and I definitely recommend you check them out on Spotify. This song is a little more upbeat than other ones. A lot of them are Black Sabbath-ish with the riffs, but some great hard rock. So here is Blackwater Rising with Brother Go On.
All right, that's all I got. Be sure to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Fire. Join the discussion and share the rock with others. We really appreciate reviews on iTunes as well. Throw up your hopefully five-star review or just give us some feedback on there. We love to hear from our listeners. The audience is growing. We really appreciate those that have shared our podcast with others as well as supporting Decibel Geek, the mothership. But that's it. Just another Cobras and Fire quickie. I want to get some more music out to you. And we'll be back with full-themed, co-hosted episodes with Baco in the near future. I'm going to leave you with an exclusive track to Cobras and Fire. We have an advanced copy of the new Dead Daisies album, which is not out until later this month. And we're going to feature the lead track on it. We featured the Midnight Moses track on a previous episode. It's a cover song. This is an original called Mexico off their upcoming album Revolution. Just got it. I haven't even heard the whole thing, but this is the leadoff track, Mexico. Loose Cannon out. Enjoy the Dead Daisies.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 